You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 173. Uh, ministry update. I'm going to do something that, that I don't normally do on this show, and I'm going to give you uh, an update on what our, our ministry is accomplishing, what we're doing, and what we're getting ready to do. I think you'll really be inspired and excited about what God is doing throughout the world, literally throughout the world. But before we do that, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. This is a real practical, hands-on leadership book. Uh, the 2.0 version is revised, updated, and I added uh, 10 or 15 new chapters. Um, the chapters are all short and immediately actionable. I wanted to create a leadership book that you can read and immediately start putting stuff into practice. There's uh, leadership supervision, management info, uh, productivity info, time management, goal setting. Um, there's so much stuff in there that's going to help you. So I encourage you, check out Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. There'll be a link in the show notes and uh, click on over there and get your copy. It's available as an ebook as well as in paperback version. Well, okay. I want to, first of all, just if you're a new listener, give you just a brief background uh, on my own missionary and ministry uh, experience. Uh, my first missionary trip, I went to Central America at the ripe age of 15. I don't know what my parents were thinking. Honduras is one of the most uh, dangerous countries in the world now. It wasn't quite so bad in 1980. But uh, so I went to uh, Honduras in 1980 with a with a few other people from our church and participated in a lot of interesting uh, ministry activities, preaching, teaching, and evangelism, and it was just a a wonderful experience. But after that, my wife and I, several years later, uh, got the opportunity to live in Ghana, West Africa, in the early 80s. We spent uh, almost a year living there. I was training young leaders, working with them, uh, teaching regularly in a, in a training center, as well as traveling and supporting those teams that uh, we sent out. So that was a, a, another just incredible opportunity that I had when I was young. And then right after we got back, after living in Africa for a year, very soon after that, I got my job with the police department. It just God made it very clear that that was what we were supposed to do. The opportunity opened up, and I took the job. But I was so blessed during my police career to build up large amounts of leave. And I took my share of leave off. It was just the nature of the job that uh, over time I was able to accumulate leave. And 
um, every year or every two or three years, I would take several weeks off and go on a mission trip. Uh, some of these were went back to Africa, went back to Central America, South America, um, India, Europe. And on these trips, I had the incredible opportunity to take teams. I took teams of adults and teams of teenagers. And you can imagine how uh, moving and how powerful it would be to take a, a teenager who's got a heart to serve God, but to take them to a country where... Um, they don't have the opportunities that that same teenager would have in America. And to serve and to give two or three weeks of their summer in building a church or teaching in a vacation Bible school or even as we did one time in Romania, we actually helped start and found the first Christian orphanage in Romania. This was just a few years after the uh, revolution in which the dictator Ceausescu and his wife had been executed. They were overthrown, and the country was struggling to get its feet under it. And they were welcoming Christian missionaries in. They had been so close to the gospel. Romania had been known for their persecution of the church, but now they were opening their doors and saying, please come in and help us. And so I was able to hook up with an organization that um, wanted to, to get in and reach the street kids because in, in Romania, for, for so many reasons, there were many, many, many thousands and thousands of orphans and kids who lived on the street and were addicted to various substances. And so we were able to be a part of getting the first Christian orphanage up and running. And, you know, what a powerful uh, life-changing experience that was for, for me, for everybody, but especially for the young people that we brought from the U.S. to be a part of that. So that was a, a very great thing. And then the, the opportunities began to open up to train uh, pastors and leaders and to help plant and build local churches. And so we were able to do this in Africa, in India, um, and then in Central and South America to be able to go and and support um, pastors who might not be able to afford training. Um, you know, God God blessed and allowed me to go back to school while I was a police officer and get a couple of degrees from a seminary. And so to be able to go into countries where, in some cases like India, you get into some of the rural and remote areas, you've got pastors that are even illiterate. They'll carry a big Bible around, but they can't even read it. And so to be able to go and serve these precious uh, men of God and to, to, to give them some tools that would, would help them um, was just an incredible experience. And so, so we were able to do that, uh, either taking teams and my wife also being involved as well. And then uh, after I retired from the police department, at the end of 2011, we, we had an opportunity to move to South America. Uh, our churches connected with over 500 other churches, almost 600 now, throughout the world. C3 Church Global started in Sydney, Australia, and we're a church planting movement. We believe that the, the greatest way to impact a community is to put a great local church in that community. It's great to go in and do evangelism. It's great to go in and do medical missions. It's great to go in and do other things. Th those are all important. But for, for, for the most bang for your buck, planting a healthy 
local church in a community is going to have more impact than any other thing that you can do. And that's what our uh, group of churches does. And so we had the opportunity to go to uh, South America, to go to Brazil. And uh, I was on staff of C3 Church Curitiba there for five years. I was the executive pastor. My wife and I were involved with the pastoral ministry. And it was just an amazing time. When we got there, that church was around 50 people, if that. Um, Currently, they've got a membership of close to 300. And it's a thriving, healthy, growing church. We had the opportunity to uh, help train staff, to put systems in place, to help Help them get things that you need to have to run a church. And so that was really what we did for five years. But also, there was a another small C3 church um, just a few hundred miles away. And so we would either drive or fly back and forth several times a year. And working with that church, that was C3 Santos, my good friend, Pastor Fabio. And uh, Pastor Fabio and his wife, uh, Danny, are just amazing pastors and church planters who have uh, got a, are building a church there, but um, they, they really went through a difficult time. And so having us on, on, on the ground, if you will, in Brazil and being able to spend time with them was a huge thing. And so that church has gone from you know about 30 or 40 people to a membership of close to 200 now. And uh, they have to run two services on Sunday to accommodate everybody. And they're just growing like crazy. And uh, the, the, it's just an amazing thing to see. But, you know, w- we didn't go down there to, to take over. We didn't go down there and try and tell people how to do it. We went down there to coach and mentor and help and make suggestions and just to be a sounding board. And it, it, it's just been amazing seeing what God's doing in Brazil. And, and while we were there in 2015, we had the uh, the incredible privilege to help uh, pastors Fabio and Danny launch a new church in another city about an hour away. Pastors Sidney and Raquel are running C3 Church San Bernardo de Campo now and just doing an amazing job. They've got a membership of about 150, 200 people. Just an amazing uh, and thriving church in, in Sao, right outside Sao Paulo, which is the sixth largest city in the world. So that's what we were able to do in Brazil. And so um, coming up here in, in August, uh, I'll be going, and my wife will be joining me for part of the time, back to South America. We'll be spending a week with each of our churches in Brazil, doing meetings, uh, preaching on Sunday, doing meetings during the week, and then also doing some uh, training and, and, and teaching for their leadership and for their team. And, uh, you know, who knows, we all need uh, more leadership skills. We all need somebody from the outside sometimes who can come in and see things that other people don't. And and let's face it, it's so much better sometimes if you're the pastor, if you're the senior leader of your business, your organization, to have somebody from the outside come in and say some things maybe that you can't. And so that's what we, we offer. We're able to come in and maybe say some of those hard things that other people or that the senior leader might not be able to say if there's any particular issues. So um, so that's coming up. So we're going to spend three weeks in, uh, in Brazil, and then we'll spend uh, several days in Santiago, Chile. Uh, C3 Santiago is still in the early stages. This is a, a brand new church plant. I had the opportunity to go last year and spend time with uh, Clayton and Milena, who are the founding pastors there. Um, Milena works in the international shipping business, and Clayton is a 
black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and that's that's what they do for a living, but they're also church planters. And um, God transferred, or, or Milena got transferred because of her job to Santiago, but they knew that it was God sending them there so that they could plant a church. And Santiago is a beautiful city, but it's a difficult city to plant churches in. It's a, it's a very interesting dynamic. There's just, it's a Catholic country, of course, but um, it's just, it's not the easiest city on the planet to plant a church in, but these guys have a, a small group of people that are, they've led to Jesus. And now they're, uh, they're actually leading these people into growing and they're starting to see their meetings grow. And so it's really exciting. So we'll go, we'll spend some time with them. And so all in all, we'll be gone for about a month on this ministry trip to South America. And this will probably be something that we do yearly or pretty close to it. Um, and then the next trip that's coming up is India. Uh, I'm going to be going to India with two other guys in October. I haven't been to India now in almost 20 years. And the opportunity came. Um, it actually came one morning as I was praying. Uh, there's a young man there that I've kind of kept in touch with over the years. And I felt the Holy Spirit say very clearly, it's time to go back to India. And uh, I can't say that... Uh, you know, I was real excited about that. I love going to Brazil. India's a tough trip, but you know what? When the Holy Spirit spoke that, I knew there was nothing else I could say but yes. And so I reached out to my friend and started talking back and forth to him, you know, over, over uh, uh, text messaging. And uh, he said, there's such a need for somebody to come in and speak to our pastors. He's in a very rural, very remote area, and we're going to be holding a conference for a hundred uh, pastors and leaders from very remote uh, village churches. And in most cases, when we say village pastor in India, what you're talking about is a circuit pastor. Um, most of these guys have four or five churches that they're responsible for, and they try and get to each one at least once a week. That's what their circuit looks like. But they're also paid next to nothing. This is a faith assignment. These men love God and they love God's church, but they're working in a very poor area and they're doing it out of love and calling and compassion. And so they're working for free. They're working for maybe some rice. They're working for a few meals or maybe a few eggs or some fruit or something that they can take home to their families. They truly live by faith. And so um, we're actually working to raise money to, act, to fund this conference because my friend Gigi Mondaniel, who's the, the young pastor that we'll be coordinating with and working with in India, he made it very clear. He said, look, we want to do this. He said, but reality is if we don't pay for it, we may only get 20 or 30. He said, but if you guys can help us in America, if you can bring us some, some funds, he said, we can, we can have 100 guys here. So for, for us, it's an honor to be able to support and to serve um, these pastors in India. So, and this may be this may be the start of a yearly thing. We'll see. We'll see how this trip goes. Again, I haven't been to India in twenty years, but uh, you know, excited about the opportunity to go back and to serve um, some of these these men of God that are just really living by faith. So, we'll be doing a a pastors conference during the day, um, doing some equipping and training for these guys in the areas of leadership and theology and. Just, you know, some skills and tools that, that'll help them. But also, at night, we'll be going around and visiting different churches and, um, you know, just looking for ways to serve them, preaching, teaching, and, and praying for people. So, so that is what's coming up. South America in August and then India in October. And 
I just want to give you an opportunity to participate. If this is something that that stirs your heart, and if it doesn't, that's fine too. But if it does, if it's something that stirs your heart, if you say, well, I'd like to be a part of that, there's a very easy way to participate in this. We, you know, we're funding our own travel. Thankfully, I've got some people who who have been faithful to support our missionary work. And so, so you know, we've got people that give regularly, but there's still a need. Um, this trip to India is going to um, you know, cost cost quite a bit, and you know we're excited for it, and we're going one way or the other. But if you would like to participate, if you'd like to help defray some of the costs, the because we have we have to pay everything. There is no, in Brazil, there's a little bit of compensation that comes back, but not much. But uh, in India, there is nothing. So we're paying for everything. We're paying for our airfare. We're paying for our accommodations. We'll be paying for all the food while we're there, and of course, underwriting this conference. So if this if this is something that stirs your heart. I'd love to give you the opportunity to participate. Go to davidspell.com, and at the top of that website, you'll see a button that says Donate. And if you'll just click on that button, it will take you right to a form that will allow you to give into our missions fund. And if you're in America, this is actually a tax-deductible gift. It's routed through our church, C3 Church Atlanta. They support us in, in, in the missionary work that we do. They're behind us 100%. But um, but as far as financially, if you want to help, this is the best way to do it. So just click on Donate. You can make your gift. Again, if you're in America, it's a tax-deductible gift. And all that money goes right into a fund that we just take out and use when it's time for a missions trip. So that's how that money is used. We're very careful um, about how we, we use those gifts. So if that appeals to you, if that's interesting to you, um, hop on over there and participate. And, of course, I'll be giving you an update um, after we get back, I'll be you know let it, letting you know um, you know all the stuff we did, and I just want to say thank you so much for praying for us. I really would appreciate your prayers. We're about three weeks out from India, or excuse me, we're about three weeks out from South America. I would so appreciate your prayers for everything for each church that we go to, that lives would be touched, that we would be able to say the right things to the leaders, to the pastors, and that uh, lives would be touched and changed, and that we'd be able to support and help these churches as they continue to impact and have influence in their community. And then for India, um, the same thing. Just pray for us. Pray for protection. Pray for the funds. And uh, just pray that even now the Holy Spirit will begin preparing the way. Well, friends, thanks for being with me on this uh this special episode of Leading and Learning, the ministry update. And uh, and again, if you want to participate, davidspell.com and uh, just click at the top on the, the donate button and it will take you right to that screen. Well, friends, thanks so much for being with me. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to keep praying.